Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services. And I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs again that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below when you purchase their services let them know derek sent you Ahoy, motherfuckers. Welcome to Hindsight. As always, I'm joined by Brandon, uh, my co-host. And today we are here to talk about the 1994 uh, Ken and Ivory Wayans uh, movie, A Low Down Dirty Shame. Now, initially, when I saw this in 1994, I was like, this is a absolute beaut, a classic and all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh Brandon, when was the first time you saw Low Down Dirty Shame? Uh probably sometime in the uh late nineties, like ninety-seven, ninety-six, ninety-seven, ninety-eight, probably around that time. Okay. What were your thoughts when you first saw it? Um I don't remember. I remember I remember being a huge fan of Wayne's Brothers because I love the TV show uh-huh. and Living Color. And I'm from Baltimore, so I knew Jada Pinkett. Mm-hmm. But I always thought this movie was kind of weird because I didn't know if it was trying to be a comedy or an action film or a serious film or a drama. And then as I got older, I just started realizing how poorly written this film oh is. Oh, my God. It's so bad. And it's and, and then now I watch it, and this is the first time I've probably seen it in about 10 years. And it's just like it's I wouldn't say it's a zero, like it is on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's not far from a zero because it's a lot of stuff that makes no sense in this film at all. None. <laughs> so and also my personal relationships. Mm-hmm. Make me think about this film in a different way, uh, okay. because of just like the age thing in this film that they touch on. Mm-hmm. Because it's always weird for me. Like when I when I first watched this film recently, 
like 10 years ago, I was like, oh, that's really weird uh, with this age thing. But then I thought about, I mean, and then like, and it's still weird, but it's like, like my, I'm 34 and my wife is 40. So she's six years older than me. And yeah. we met when I was 23. Y'all 20. didn't meet when you were 16. Yeah, that's but that's my point. We didn't meet when we were 16. But if we met when I was 16 and my wife was 22 and we didn't do anything, and then I met my wife again when I was 22 and she was 28, it's just, I don't know. I don't want to say it's like, initially I thought, because I couldn't remember, but initially I thought that they were saying that they used to mess with each other when Jada was 16. But on the rewatch, that's not what they said. No, yeah, no, that's not what they said. They said that he so, arrested her when she was 16. Yeah. And, yeah. Because I, I was like, oh, I'm not looking forward to that. But then I watched it, and I was like, okay, it's not that. It wasn't that Keenan Keen Ivory Waynes was going after the 16-year-old. It's, it's still weird, but it's not that. So it's always – the age thing's always weird to me when you think about numbers because mm-hmm. – I always, I always think about my own relationship. And I was like, what if I, like, when I was in high school, my wife was graduating college. Like, this is weird. But it's not weird now because we're adults. But when I think about it, we'll talk about, like, life experiences. And I'll be talking about something when I was in high school. And she'll be like, oh, I was already out of college when that, when that came out. <laughs> and it's just, it's just weird. It's just a weird thing for me. So... It doesn't help this movie at all that they also prominently feature an R. Kelly song at the end of the movie. Um, But again, 90s. Um, When we did Return to Oswald and Alva Case was, you know, one of the characters on that episode, we actually, for the first time ever and have not since, gave the guest star our MVP for that episode because he's such a dynamic actor. And he mm-hmm. he just controlled the, the, the scenes that he was in and helped make everybody else better. You know, that wasn't going to happen in a low down, dirty shame. Um, Rock was in a low down, dirty shame, and uh, he could have pulled every uh, tool out the kit and nothing was going to make Keenan Ivory Wayans and Sally Richardson better actors. Like, I walked away from this surprised at how bad they are at acting. And it really <laughs> made me sad because I didn't know this, that they were that bad at it. This is why Keenan made his career behind the camera. And not in front. Because Keenan in front of the camera is... Uh, if he's not doing a comedy, he's he's quite average. And this was not even average. This was this was <laughs> this was well below average. And it didn't help that they kept making him like put him in these situations that made absolutely no sense at all. Like none. Like the 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 idea, the idea that this man who used to be a cop would be able to get get away with this amount of violence and gore and Gundam and 
chaos in Los Angeles and no, and nothing happens to him and no one gives a shit that he's doing all that is insanity. It, it The fact that not only does no one give a shit, but literally at the end of the movie where there are security guards who are just getting murdered left and right in this mall. Nobody thinks to call the cops. None of the security guards are like, you know what? I stick my first job and actually alert the authorities of the fact that this mall is getting shot up. Nothing like that. Um, the movie starts with them playing literally low down, dirty shame in the background. Like there's only two songs that they play in this movie other than low down, dirty shame and Angela's theme. Um, which is nothing nice is down for whatever and Queen Latifah doing a song. Um and why did they make this man's name Shane? Have there Andre ever been another shame. and and then made him feel shame for how he dealt with the situation with Mendoza way back when? Huh? Huh? Nothing? Yeah. Because Keenan wrote the movie. Keenan and I rewind has never been the most subtle person in the world when it comes to writing, as we'll see as we go through these movies. But yeah, no, when you when you take a comedic writer, comedic writers who do like satires and spoofs, they usually go over the top as far as their writing goes. You know what I'm saying? So when he tried to convert that over to an action movie, it was still so over the top and in your face that it was just like. Okay, this is too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have the intro where he like freeze frame on the pictures of him and the badges and all that kind of stuff, just so you can see them pass as like the credits come up. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know why this is in the film, but it it starts off seeming a lot. It seems like it's gonna be as bad as Dead Heist. Um, and then he sets them all on fire. And then we meet Peaches, who I'm always a fan of. Always. Jada Pinkett is like, she was my first crush. And seeing her in 1994 when I was a teen, I was 14, she might have been my very first crush. Because she was stunning in this movie and she could do no wrong. There were only two people in this movie that I felt like did a good job overall with acting. And it was her and Rock. Uh, So she's dressed up as a housekeeper in a hotel, going door to door. Um, And she gets to a room where they're doing a diamond exchange. And she walks in and says housekeeping. How she got the housekeeping card, don't know. Doesn't matter. Maybe Maybe she infiltrated and got a job there. I don't know. What I do know is shame had to have been in that fucking cart for a long ass time. Because she went to like four different rooms before she went to the room with the diamond exchange. I mean, she went to a lot of rooms. Because they only showed those ones where the guy was on the toilet and the two people were having sex. And then they got to the room where the diamond exchange was happening and he popped out. And I'm like, okay, That was a small ass card. He's a big ass dude. That had to have been uncomfortable. The jokes he tells in this movie, Keenan Ivory Wayans tells in this movie are horrible. They're either they hit or they're horrible, and there's no in between. Like the very first one, a, a, a Asian man turns to him and says, "I'm Chow Young Fat." Do you know what that means? And Shame turns to him and says, "Yeah, that means you come with an egg roll and miso soup." 
That's a 1994 joke. That is. This movie is so 90s in so many different ways that it was just like, you know what? Usually I would come out of this and be like, I'm insulted by this, 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 and this. But on this one, I was like, okay, this, this is what it is. This is a movie for black folks. This is a movie for black men who like movies sort of thing from TNT. Then he said, no other, and another very 90s statement, you boys don't want to fuck with me. I just got fired from the post office and I can flip out and kill everyone in the room. Going postal. Yeah, I mean, this movie didn't offend me at all. And that's, it offended me. No, no, a, no. I'm saying, it that, it's, I'm saying that's so no, 90s. No, I was just following up on your comment. This movie offended me as a film lover yes. because it's a horrible film. But it didn't offend me that way because like I, I've said before in the show, like I've come to grips with what we used to be. Yes, and exactly. So, and so it would offend me much more. Of, it, it wasn't even super offensive. Like it could have been a lot worse in 1994, particularly, particularly the scene that we'll get to with Peach's roommate. When that happened, I was expecting it to be a lot worse than what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it could have been worse and it wasn't. So I'll give it that much credit for 1994. This was not nearly as, as bad as it could have been looking at it in 2022 eyes. And so um, the guy says to him, one day we'll meet again. And, and shame is like, yeah, next time being bring breath mints. And he says to another guy, say, ah, and he puts the gun in his mouth and then he rolls his mouth. And he, he rolls his neck. He's like, don't act like this your first time. Like these are nineties things. And yeah, you're right. It could have been a hundred times worse. So I'm like, okay, it's just bad. Because his, yes. his, his acting while he's doing this is so wooden and so stiff. You wrote these lines, fam. If I write lines, at least I feel those lines that I wrote. Um, the other, another guy, he, he bends down to pick up the diamonds that the guy throws on the floor. And there's this big ass dude standing in front of him. And he says to the guy, hey, if I bend over to get these, you're going to try and kill me. Tell the truth. And the dude literally fucking tells the truth. Yeah, I'm going to try and kill you. Like, at least they call him an idiot in the movie. Yep. And he tells him, say hi to Arnold, because the guy actually was in movies with Arnold where he's a weightlifter. So him and Arnold used to work out together. And he was in that uh, pumping iron movie that, that Arnold Schwarzenegger did. Um, Shame escapes by jumping behind a bar and unloading on everybody with one pistol straight forward and the other one turned to the side because 90s. Um, and then he escapes out of a door that somehow is right next to this bar out into the hallway and takes off. Um, Peach is waiting down in the limo downstairs with some white guy, I guess the guy who hired them. And he's like, this take too long. Let's take off. And Peach is like, don't make me get rowdy. It's not a pretty sight. But Jada Pinkett is such a pretty sight. I'm sorry. She could say whatever she wants in this movie. And I'm just like, it's great. He runs into the restaurant and he's like, they're like, would you like a table? And he's like, no, thanks. I'll take mine to go. And he shoots out the window and he jumps off. And I guess it's only the second story, but the camera angle made it seem like it was no, like eight no, stories no, no, up. No, 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 This was the stupidest shit in the fucking movie. He jumps out of a window in the back of a hotel. Mm-hmm. I thought he was about to jump into a pool. Right. And then the camera shot cuts to inside a limousine and somehow... He goes through a limousine roof into the seat. How do you go through dying? a metal seat or a metal without roof dying? without dying? 
You don't break your back or, or when you land on the hood the window, of the car. He didn't go through the glass. You... Of, he didn't go through the glass of the car. Was it? Was this back when they used to have? Was this a convertible limo with like a, a felt, uh, a top down type roof or something? Like how'd that work? It was the stupidest shit I've ever seen. It was like we don't care. We just want this cool action set piece. <sighs> so, um, the limo leaves right as the police arrive. And then we get to one of my favorite parts of this entire movie, which is uh, where Peaches is describing the death of a woman she knows <laughs> to a woman on the phone. The woman on the phone is played by Kim Wayne, by the way. But Peaches is describing the death of a woman that she knows. And this is like wonderful. Telling the story. She walks out the house. She walks into the street. She doesn't even look where she's going. And then bam! She got hit by a big ass truck. What? She was in a coma for a week. And you're not gonna believe this. What? Girl, girl, come on, come on with it. What? She died. Oh! Oh! Peaches! Peaches, don't leave me here and pick up the phone! Peaches! Peaches! What? No, I'm here. I'm here. I mean, this is, I just can't believe this is happening to her. You know what I'm saying? Because she's such good people. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at this. This is so sad. I'm so sorry. I know this must be tearing you apart. This is worse than when James died on good times. I remember that episode. Chad, I need to talk to you. Oh, what this old tramp want? It's important, Chad. What? I'm pregnant, and it's yours. Oh, no, what? he adored. Oh, that is it. That is it. You two Tommy can't get enough bastard. I hope your prostate falls out. I laughed the first time I saw it. Are they watching stories? Is that what they're was? watching? Soap operas, yes. And okay. the um, guy who is on the soap opera actually is a actual soap opera actor. Um... As we, as I found out later on, he was in the Young and the Restless. Um, but yeah, that's how my mom used to get into soap operas like that. They used to get on the phone and talk about it like that. So that made me laugh out loud. Um, Shane pulls up in his at the business. He's riding around in a beat up ass scraper, and he looks dirty all the time. Peaches is his secretary, and she tells him about how the st- a radio station is running a contest for ten thousand. And he finds out that he lost 5000 from the job he just did. Uh, they were only getting 10000 overall. He finds out he just lost 5000 from the window that he broke or shot out and the limo that he messed up getting the diamonds back. Uh, at that point in time, Sonny Ross Miller shows up, uh, played by Rock. Um, and again, I don't think I can say enough just how great an actor Charles Dutton is you being from Baltimore like you should know like this should be your dude right yeah I know Charles Dutton I used to watch rock whoa 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 whoa, whoa yeah all them shows was the same they're gonna bring up they're gonna make a stupid ass drama version of rock next wasn't rock already a drama it was, not really um are you sure? Rock was not. Rock was not that serious. It wasn't like a soap opera. 
Really? You thought it was that I, just, I, I felt like it was. I I I I may have forgotten. Rock's like a sitcom. I may have forgotten, but I felt like all of it was just dramatic as fuck. No, I'm talking about they're gonna make it a drama like that Fresh Prince show. Yeah, we don't talk about that here. Although I am interested to see exactly what they do with it, we strive not to. Uh, SNL did a skit about Urkel. Yeah, making that like that because that's just, that's exactly how ridiculous it is. You know, the thing about it is, Will Smith was like, "I need that money." He didn't need the money. No, but when the kid came up with an idea, Will Smith saw an opportunity to get that money. I think yeah, that's he took really the money. Yeah, I think that's really it. Like he saw it. He 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 was like, I'm gonna produce this because we can get a whole new audience out here hooked on the fresh rent of Bel Air. And so he was like, We gonna do this. And I think that when it first happened, the flame for it was so it was much bigger than what it ended up being. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm not interested at all. But yeah, so Rock shows up. Charles Dutton, I'm gonna call him Rock because why not? Sonny Rothmiller shows up and um he's talking with uh Kenan Ivory Wands. Uh Shane with Shame. Sorry, sorry. He's talking with Shame. Sonny is talking with Shame about uh how he's with the DEA now and he has a job for Shame that is off the books. And can he help him out because Mendoza is back. Ernesto Mendoza was the person that shame uh, lost everything going up against. And now he's getting a second opportunity to pursue him and arrest him and make him die. It's, My first it's not- thought was, was this a sequel? Is this something I missed? No. But then they, then they explain, then they will give you a brief, very, very brief synopsis of what happened between them two. And, you know, it also just shows you how bad an actor is when they're standing alongside Rock if they can't really do this. And I had to really stop and think, like, have I ever seen Ken and Ivory Wands do something where he was being serious? And I haven't. And this was not a good start. At all. I I still wouldn't call this being serious. Me neither, but it was more than I'm going to get you, sucker. So, here's Rock and Shame acting alongside one another. Have a seat, man. So tell me, Sonny, what brings you to my neck of the woods? Shame. How'd you like to work a case with me? What's the DEA need with me? Not the DEA. Me. This is personal, off the record, and tailor-made for you. Okay. Got my curiosity. You remember her? It's a joke. 90 sexy woman music. She turned him in, Shane. <laughs> Old Six music. Six months ago, she came into my office and told me the man she was living with was Ernesto Mendoza. 
And the next day, she skipped town. What is this, Sonny? Mendoza's dead and you know it, man. Oh, yeah? You sure about that? I mean, after you shot him, did you check his vitals? Huh? Or were you like the rest of us, trying to get your ass out of there in one piece? I mean, think about it, Shane. What if he's not dead? What if he changed his face, laid low for a couple of years, and then resurfaced? Hey, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to find yourself another guy, Sonny. I ain't with this, man. Find another guy in my ass! Mendoza was your prize bull. We worked five years to infiltrate this organization, and it ended in a bloodbath with us on the short end of the stick. Yeah, that's right. And I don't need you coming in here now and reminding me about Mexico. I had my nightmares. That shit is all behind me now, okay? Oh, yeah? When's the last time you've been out? When's the last time you had a good time? Hell, when's the last time you had a date? Look at yourself, Shane. You look like shit. You're taking on suicide jobs just to make a buck. What are you? My fucking therapist now? No. I'm your friend. He beat you. And I'm giving you a chance to get even. How do you know she's even in L.A.? Surveillance photos at LAX puts her here two months ago. You running through the computers? Every single one, nothing. Shame. I've only got three days. What do you say? I'll find in two. All right, so first of all, um, <laughs> did they have like a black cop? Uh, did they have like a black cop template in the 90s? Because Charles Dutton was speaking in the same exact cadence as Reginald Vell Johnson and Die Hard. In Die Hard, exactly. The same exact cadence. Look, man, you're going to make it. Okay, John, you're going to be fine, but you're going to make it hard. Like, I don't know, but they can both act and Keenan can't. So this is a hmm? this is a ridiculous story, too. Yes. This man got reconstructive plastic surgery to the point that nobody knew who he was, but they never showed us a picture of what he used to look like and what it looks like now to make that point clear. I mean, the reconstructive plastic surgery on the face thing is also a very 90s thing yes i don't know it, it's so peaches uh comes up to to shame and it's like so what do we do first and he's like i need you to go um case this store that sells this extremely exclusive perfume um it's the only place that sells it i know this because i i bought her some for her birthday um he gives her 20 dollars and tells her to go shopping in Beverly Hills. And she's like, get the fuck out of my face. And takes the rest of his money. And he's like, you better not. I better not hear that you are going buck wild with my money at the Crenshaw swap meet. The next thing that happens is that he walks into the police department where he used to work. And he's talking to a cop. And he's like, I need a file on Mendoza. Which is literally still an open case, technically. 
because the money was never recovered. He got connections though. Yeah, and so this cop, he he connected him with a woman in a wheelchair that the cop had sex with. So the cop gives him the file. And shame to his credit tells the cop, hey, can you make copies of this for me, please? And the cop's like, nah, go ahead, take it. Take the whole file, the whole police file. We're just giving them away. Keep because it. he got because he hooked them up with a woman in a wheelchair. Keep it. Hey, what's files between two people who, you know. You gave me, you helped me get with the woman who had a big ass in a wheelchair with acne. Hey, take this confidence. Yeah, file take this police can, file. <laughs> that I might get fired for. Keep it. Nobody's going to ask questions. Even the lieutenant who literally walks out and is the trope angry lieutenant, except he's Puerto Rican, who literally walks out right as shame as getting the documents. Doesn't say anything about it. And so Shane uh, gets thrown out. And as he's leaving, he makes another joke. That's awful. I should have counted them. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's a 50-year-old Puerto Rican. <laughs> what does that mean? I, 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 because he solved a case that made him Superman? I don't know. I don't know. Shane goes back to pick up Peaches and she sees Chad from the soap opera and knocks him the fuck out because she's so thorough. Yeah, she's like a pro wrestling fan in the right. in the 80s. Like, ah, over the table. Like, dude, what'd you expect? Well, I know he didn't expect that was going to happen. But like I said, that's Don Diamante. And he's actually a soap opera star who played on both The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Um. Shane gets information from the file about Luis and he goes and ruins Luis's dinner. He literally snatches his plate and starts eating his food. He tells another bad joke. They're saying stuff in Spanish around him. So he says back, eh, <laughs> el pollo loco to you. Then he somehow beats up like three people and tells Luis to tell Mendoza that he knows he's alive and he's going to find him because, and this is a direct quote, I'm going to be wrecking shit like a 7.0. And when he falls, his ass is mine. What does that mean? Like an earthquake? An earthquake. To the uninitiated who don't live in California, the 7.0 earthquake, you know, that, that really does wreck shit. But I'm going to be wrecking shit like a 7.0. And that's the problem, Brandon, right there. If you're not in California, you're like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, to be fair, though, like, every 90s black movie was either in New York or California. So, yeah, at this point, you should be used to it. No, you shouldn't be used to somebody making an ultra-specific earthquake joke. What are you talking about the Crenshaw swap meet? What the fuck does Crenshaw mean to anybody who's not from California? <laughs> but at least he said the swap meet. He said the swap meet. They don't call them swap meets outside of California. Yes, I know. But at least he said that out front. He said the Crenshaw swap meet. On this one, he just said, I'm be wrecking shit like a 7.0. Oh, yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying. (laughs) I'll be wrecking shit. Is that that like a 5.0 plus 2? Like, what the fuck is a 7.0? But they do. I mean, I I figured it out, but. Yeah, but you shouldn't have to. If he's telling, if he and he told Luis to go and tell Mendoza this, uh, Mendoza, uh, shame said he's gonna be wrecking shit like a 7.0, and when you fall, he's gonna catch you. If you fall, I'll be there and I will catch you time after time. They do mad metaphors like this all the way through the movie, 
bad jokes and metaphors, the two things. Uh, have a seat as he's fighting, he said to somebody, and then he hits him in the face with a chair. Then he goes back to his own place and gets attacked by Mendoza's men. And Mendoza basically tells him to mind his own fucking business. And he also does that excellent thing where he says, shame, how many fingers am I holding up? And then he throws up like fingers hella fast so he can't actually see it. I do that to kids. So after he gets knocked out, he wakes back up and he goes to Sh- he goes to Peach's house. Here's a question I always have. Um, if you don't want this dude fucking following you and your guys have already beat him to the turf, why not just murder him? Who? When Mendoza's men have already beaten uh, Shane with iron pipes or lead pipes. Oh, they said it at the end. Somebody had to be blamed for it. Yeah. If the one person who could find, well, due to the fact that he needed him to find Angela. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. So Shane goes to Peach's house and she tries to take care of him. Uh, Shane doesn't deserve Peaches at all. He doesn't. She tells him that he can sleep in her roommate's room and this motherfucker wakes up all cuddled up on her roommate like he was trying to get some from her until he finds out that it's Wayman. And that's shitty because he knows how Peaches feels about him and I feel like he strung her along throughout the entire movie to the point where you start to think that maybe he sees her more like a little sister than a girlfriend. Um, And... It hit me watching it this time that Peaches says that her girlfriend, her roommate will be home late that night. Uh, so she's like, shame, you can go ahead and sleep in her bed. And that's trifling. If I come home late night and somebody's sleeping in my bed because my roommate said they could sleep in my bed, that's when you're going to end up on the Reddit screen. Like, am I the asshole? I got home from work late, went to the club, came home tired, and there was somebody in my bed. Am I the asshole for literally wilding out on my roommate? I didn't even know this person. No. Also, the, huh? No, you're not. Also, the roommate is Wayman, and Wayman is gay. That that's the whole joke. Well, the thing about this joke was two things. Like one, like I said in the beginning, I thought it was going to go too far, and it didn't, mm-hmm. uh, which made me happy. And two, they kind of played it in a way that like is reasonable for Keenan to get upset. <laughs> but he didn't go overboard and start using gay slurs and things like that. When yeah. he found out, he was just kind of upset because I was thinking about, I was like, I'm, I don't consider myself to be homophobic, but if I went into a bedroom that I uh, assumed would be a woman and then I, <laughs> and I wake up in the morning and it's a guy, I would probably jump up out of bed like, yo, what the fuck? And mm-hmm. then I'd be like, then I would like calm down, but like I would definitely have that initial action, like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, but they played it that way, and they, but they didn't go too far, which you know, like I keep saying, like they could have. any other movie, any other movie in the nineties, you know what would have happened? Yeah, they definitely was, could have. It it could have happened, and I'm glad that it didn't. And then they played it as kind of like a friendly banter, and then they even had him save the dude at the end of the movie. Yeah, no, so, like they became friends once they got past that whole thing. It's just, and they didn't play that. But for a '90s, for a straight black alpha male man to be friends with a gay dude, yeah, that's no, it's pretty it's, progressive. It's pretty dope. For the '90s, you're absolutely right. So I give them credit on that. 
And no, you're you're absolutely right. Um, and that's why I'm saying it wasn't nearly as bad, like you said, it wasn't nearly as bad as it could have been. But that was a whole joke that Wayman was gay. Uh, Peaches is reading the Inquisitor, which you know is like the Inquirer, and she reads about how dogs love James Brown music. He just also, also set his ass up, though. I'm not gonna lie. She did, and that's what I'm she saying. That was trifling. <laughs> that was trifling because she says, "My girlfriend, girlfriend would not be mad if she found a man in her bed." I don't think if I if that was real life, I'm thinking, "Oh, you trying to put me on with your roommate? Okay. Oh, your roommate must have already got a crush on me. Well, cool." I don't know that's why you're trying to put me on with your roommate when, you know, I know how you feel about me, but okay, I'll take it as it comes. Walk it like I talk it, I guess. And then <laughs> it's, it's. That yeah. was kind of foul. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> you mean kind of. So um, she, she reminds Shame of how he scared of dogs. And so, you know, foreshadowing. Um, Shame tells. Because, to of course, him. black men are scared of dogs. That was a big 90s trope. Black people are scared of dogs. I don't, I don't remember that trope. But then again, I wasn't scared of the dogs. Think about the Friday movies. Any West Coast movie when dogs come out or they walk by a house with barking dogs. Oh, yeah, but that's different. Them Rottweilers are just like mean. So, yeah, I see what you mean. Rottweilers, though, man. Like, man, Rottweilers. Um... Shame tells Peaches to call Angela and tell her that a shipment of her perfume is coming in at 2 p.m. Then he goes to Sincati, where the perfume is being sold, and fools the person working at the store into thinking she won the store, the, the radio station's contest that they were talking about earlier. Who was uh, also Kim Wayne's. Also Kim Wayne's. But now, watching it, I have questions. Like, since she had the radio on, when he walked outside and called in to tell her that she won, don't they usually have, have the, the winner thing? Shouldn't it have been on the radio? She might have turned it down because somebody was on the phone. No, but him saying, turn the radio down, turn the radio down. Then she turned around and turned the radio down. There's also a delay. That's what I was or, thinking. Like, there's a delay, but. I think it's, it's seven seconds now. It might have been even longer then. So I, I, I do know that at some point, you know, they would have. Even if she had turned it down lower, she would have still been able to hear her voice on the radio, which is why they tell you to turn the radio down. So then it's not like a loop going through because of that delay. But That's also very 90s because I mean, like the radio is still there. When I went home to Baltimore and I was in my mom's car, um, I, didn't, I was taking my well, I was taking my car to sell so she could buy a new car. Mm-hmm. And I had uh, I didn't connect my phone. So I was like, let me turn on. 92Q. I haven't heard this in like 15 years. And I actually turned on the radio and (laughs) this is a little off topic, but of course I turned on Black Rap Station Radio and they were talking about is it fair that you have to get the vaccine to go to work? Call in and tell us what you think. (laughs) I just died laughing. I was like, they're still doing the same shit on the radio. They're still (laughs) doing the same shit. I listened to the radio in years. And I was like, damn, they're still doing the same shit on the radio. So I had to get that out. So um, she literally left her job. She got fired for $10,000. 
Well, we don't know if she got fired. She had to. She threw people, white people in Beverly Hills out the store, locked up when the store. Well, no, she said the store is closing early. She locked up when the store should have been open. You think them white folks didn't complain? They weren't done shopping. She didn't wrap up her scarf. She threw them out, put that the store was closed and dipped. You think them folks didn't call in? She lost her job. She black in Beverly Hills. She didn't lose her job. If 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 the lady if um what's the lady's name from set it off if she lost her job because they thought that she might have known the person who robbed the bank this woman lost her job for closing up and making them lose money those are two different things no because she was gone for at least an hour what I'm saying is yeah. she caused this company to lose money and when it all comes down to it for a company that is a a retail shop money is everything. She could make some shit up. She could just say she could try. You know, all the electric, all the all she the. She could try, except for that white woman was literally sitting there and heard her screaming into the phone about how she knew it was going to be her lucky day because her her nipple was itchy and all that shit. There's witnesses. She got her job. You'll see in the sequel. <laughs> so she leaves and closes up the shop, and Angela appears and and shame nabs her. You know, after well, shame doesn't nab her, but shame cites her. They play the same ass saxophone music every single time she shows up. Like it's yeah, because she fine as shit. That's the finest shit music. That that they should be playing it for peaches. If that's the finest no. shit music, peaches is a different type of fine. This okay. is like this peaches was like around the way, girl. Fine, I know. No, this was like boomerang. This is very boomerang. But although they took Holly Berry and made her, it's the same thing. They took Holly Berry and made her a roundaway girl. Yeah, they did. And it's a shame because she's just wonderful. But no, that's that. Uh, you get placed on hold music and you don't mind. That's when you get that good hold music and you're like, it's okay. Can you put me back on hold for a second? It's okay if you got to put me on hold. I don't mind. I don't mind. You can put me back on hold. I'll wait. That's that music that I was playing. Yes. I, I can't even think of the name of the, the song, but it's like. Dun, 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 that's that. That's what kind of music that shit was that he was playing for her, but not for Peaches. Peaches don't get that. Peaches deserve that kind of music. So Angela sees that the store is closed, so she goes to the gym next door. No, Peaches deserves like Angela, a sexy rap song music. <laughs> she deserves the world. Angela sees that the store is closed, so she goes to the gym next door. And Shane tries to follow her, but he's told that it's a women-only gym. Wayman happens to work there, and Shane tries to get him to give him some information. Like, can you tell me if this woman's in here? But uh, Wayman's like, I'm on my way to lunch, and I don't eat fish. So he's walking out as his lunch date shows up, Bernard. And um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to frame what happens next. Shame acts like he's Wayman's side piece. So Bernard slaps, well, Shame slaps the shit out of Bernard. And then he says that he spent the night with Wayman, which technically is true. It's true. So Bernard slaps the shit out of Wayman. And then he turns to shame and he's like, and you, Mr. Coffee. 
if you like some milk and your double espresso, I'm your man. And I was like, yo, That's shoot your shot. Line. Shoot your shot. I'm not even mad at it. That was a good line. Right? And shame is like, hey, if you help me, I'll, I'll tell Bernard it was all a big joke. And, you know, he follows through because later on they're at the club together. Um, he tell he tells Angela to her furnished hotel room and they have an, a horrible acting off with one another. Um, and Shane calls Sonny and tells her, tells him where Angela's hiding out at. And Luis gets told by um, Mendoza, hey, uh, go get this woman and then you can kill Shane. And Luis is like, thank you. That's that's really nice of you. I, I appreciate that shit so, so very much. And then... Is the Sally bad, Richardson Afro-Latina? She's a bad actress. So she's a bad actress, Latina. Because, I don't know, maybe it was my TV, but she looked extra dark. Oh, no. No, she's, she's something. But she's also really, really just... She's not extra dark. She's um really light-skinned. She looks like she's maybe... I don't want to put races on her, but she seems like she's black and Indian or something. Oh, look, she was on Black Lightning. Maybe I'll watch that episode. Why? To see if she's any better now. She's not. Guess what? She also directed an episode of Scandal. I direct something, too, rather than act the way that she acts. And she directed an episode of Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hold on, what is going on here? These are random occurrences. <laughs> Queen Sugar, how do you direct Queen Sugar, Underground, Scandal, and Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D.? She also, and The Punisher. And she was the voice actor uh, for Elisa Maza in Gargoyles. She's got an interesting career. How do you learn uh, more She about was her? in Great White Hype, Antoine Fisher, Anacondas 2, um, I Am Legend, uh, Black Dynamite. And then in, two, in the 2010, she started working as a television director. But more importantly, uh, her father is of English and Italian descent. So she's Black and Italian and English mix. Her mother's Black and her... Okay. Yeah. Huh. I wonder how come she's portrayed as like Latino. <laughs> Cause wasn't Peaches making a bunch of like Latino jokes around no, her? No, Peaches was just like, I'll whoop your ass. Well, she made a bunch, she called her Pocahontas. She called her Pocahontas, point. yes. And then she started talking about like moccasins and something else or nothing. Yeah, so that was a lot of Indian jokes. Oh and okay. I'll and I'll whoop your ass jokes. But she's not. Native American ditches. <laughs> nope. But that's just like how the dude in, in all of those terrorists, all of the movies where they're fighting terrorism, that dude wasn't he was Mexican. And then they had him show up in, in training day. And then they had him show up in another movie. He just playing all these different races. So she's like The Rock. The Rock is a better actor. Well, yes. I don't know. She might be better now. Maybe she's better now. How could she get better now? Ke- uh, Keanu Reeves got better. Yeah, that's true. But this wasn't her first time at the rodeo. <laughs> yeah. Depressed. No shame. 
You made me break all my rules. I never meant to hurt you. No, just use me, right? It wasn't like that. No bullshit. All that time I thought you were in love with me and you were just using me to get close to Mendoza. That's a lie and you know it. Yeah? Then why'd you follow him to Mexico? Is that what you think? You think I went to Mexico looking for him? You think I fucked up my life and my career for him? I went to Mexico looking for you. Let go of me. Why are you telling me this now? Look, what's done is done. I can't change that. I just want this to be done with so I can get on with my life. Look, we'll put you in protective custody. All you got to do is testify against Mendoza. He goes away, then you start with a clean slate. <laughs> you always were late shame. Sweetie, don't the DEA tell you anything? I've been under protective custody for the last six months. Shit, I would have testified against Mendoza a long time ago. Except somebody tipped him off. He got away just before the Justice Department moved in. But Sonny said that you came to him. Oh shit, it's a setup. We gotta get out of here. How did he figure that shit out that quick? How, how did he act that badly? He didn't even have any urgency. Oh, it's a setup. We gotta oh, get it's out a of setup. Here. We gotta get out of here. Oh, shit. It's a setup. Did you know that? I did not know that. My name is Earl. So, they um, try to get out of there. Luis and his goons show up at the hotel and shame and Angela steal a sex worker's wig and her client's toupee to sneak past uh, Luis and his goons. However, the two that they stole them from had already stepped off the elevator and were getting ready to go to their room. And there was really no reason to think that they would call the cops, given the situation that they were in, because he was cheating on his wife. And she's a sex worker in 90s L.A. So why did they tie them up and put them back on the elevator? Luis didn't give a second thought to the two people making out behind him as they got off the elevator, but he definitely noticed the two people tied up on the elevator in front of him screaming for help, which leads to the next question, which is even when Shane put them in the elevator, why did he send their asses to the ground floor? Distraction. Why not just escort them to their room, give them $30 for their troubles and let them get the fucking. He needed a distraction. But you wouldn't need a distraction if you didn't send them down to the ground floor. Luis didn't even look at them. I know that he maybe as a as like a backup plan, he needed them as a distraction, but this was his whole idea. And plus, that man was way shorter than Shane, like by five inches. So how does clothes fit him perfectly? You're asking too many questions. Um, this is what I do. I'm not going to make fun of the whole, I'm not going to talk about, you know, the, the anything past what didn't work in this movie because it's a nineties movie. I'm going to let a lot of stuff go, but these are real questions because after this, a car chase takes place with shame and Angela in a Jeep and Luis and his goon in a taxi. Um, and shame and Luis both exhibit awful and with their guns and they miss each other horribly, but then shame drives his Jeep over the taxi and then backs it into the taxi. So then it goes over a cliff 
and rolls down a hill and then crash lands at a restaurant hard, Luis technically should be dead. Yes. Well, he should have been dead multiple times. Yes. And it, it, <laughs> it was just like, okay, this is where the comedy part of this goes in, that this guy just can't die even when he gets put through all this shit. Um, shame thing. You know what he looked like? This might be, oh, no, this might be racist. I'm not going to say it. Okay. That'll work. I'm proud <laughs> of you for recognizing it. Shame leaves Peaches at home to uh, babysit Angela. Um, and the next thing that happens is that Sonny performs the cardinal sin of every show that we've watched so far. Talks too damn much. Get out of the way. Don't make me slap your fat ass. You gonna fucking frisk me? Hey, Mendoza, I need to talk to you now. <laughs> Mendoza, right now! Oh, boy, uh, if he told you to please leave, I'm telling you to get the fuck out! Fucking immigrations will give me a fucking medal if I back a truck up in here and pack your fucking ass in it! Why did you come here? Why did I come here? Your man fucked up, that's why. I told you to let me handle this. I could have found the girl. But you wanted to play this sick little fucking game of yours. No, Shane started this. He tried to take my business, my life, and my woman. This is what this is all about, isn't it? A fucking woman. No. This is about business, Sonny. $20 million. Killing Shane and Angela. That's fun. Okay, well, I got news for you, Puncho Vila, or whoever the fuck you think you are. While you're out there playing fucking games, you're leaving a trail, and it's gonna start to point to me. Now, I'm warning you. Do you know you fucking with? <laughs> I'm fucking Sonny Rothmiller. I know every goddamn thing. I'll tell him every fucking contact you got in the States. I'll name names, dates, places. I'll give him your fucking Texas politicians. New York, Miami. Uh oh. Are you threatening me, Sonny? Nah, I was joking. Are you threatening me? You are a guest in my house. Show me some fucking respect. That's it. I am simply saying that things are getting a little out of hand. Maybe you'll let me take care of things from here on out. That's a good idea. <laughs> I... So hold on, before we get to that, I wasn't being racist. I just confused two people. Then let's hit up the joke. Let's go. I was gonna say, I, I was like, somebody in this film, one of these Puerto Rican people in this film looks like um looks like um Julio from Sanford and Son. And then I looked it up and then I was like, okay, no, I don't want to get them confused. And then I looked them up and the fucking um um the lieutenant this was fucking Julio for Sanford his son. Captain <laughs> Nunez. I know it's fucking right. 
He did look like him. There, I had to get that out. I was right. Okay. All I'm trying to say is that I think I've said too much. <laughs> Basically, like, how are you going to walk up in somebody's spot and tell them you're going to name names? It's still the dumbest thing in the world that could be done in movies and TV shows, but it has to be said. Um, also, the dumbest thing that happened in this movie was the fact that Shame has been around Angela all this time, or Shame has been around Peaches all this time. And when he finds that he has an opportunity to be there to get go to Mendoza's club, all of a sudden he shaves his head and shows out with a closet full of suits and a closet full of guns and a goddamn Porsche. (laughs) This dude been riding in a rusted ass scraper with my mom's shawl over his shoulders. You got to portray an image. Mm. Okay. Peaches are like, can you clean up a little bit? And he's like, for what? She's like, can you at least shave? And he's like, for what? Okay. Also, the Porsche's license plate was low down one. But in California, your license plate is only allowed to be up to seven digits or letters. So. Was it? Was it? L O W D L W N one. I looked. Well, can't you get more when you get a custom plate? No. I feel like you can get more. No, because it still has to be looked up in the system at the DMV. So, no. You can only get seven. All right. You're right. I know. I used to work at the DMV. (laughs) So, Angela um, is talking mad shit about Peaches. So, Peaches wants to fight her. But instead, she tells her to get the fuck out. Sally Richardson has a horrible monologue uh, about dogs shitting all over the place and being put to sleep. And yeah, just, I don't, I don't know. Like I I know that when I saw uh, Sally Richardson, when she was in Posse, I was like, she's beautiful. And every time I saw her, I was like, she's beautiful, but good acting is not her forte. Not even close. And I just want to be completely clear in that fact that she ain't built for it, fam. You might have wanted her to be built for it because she's beautiful, but these two things do not always go hand in hand. She, I'm sure she got better. I'm scared to watch anything she's in. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. If she's uh, directing all types of TV shows, she got better. Mm. Okie dokie. If and you say so, boss. Because yeah, no, I, 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 I'm just like this is one of the biggest movies she was in of the year, and she dialed it in. If she's better than this, she's better. Is she better? Or is she just pretty? She's better. Uh, I give people a benefit of the doubt when they're pretty. No. And I mean, even if she is better now, at the point where I'm standing up against Jada Pinkett and Jada Pinkett is whooping my ass in every scene that we're in, 
acting wise. I think you are. I think you are letting your crush on Jada in '94 jump ahead. She wasn't that great acting in this film either. Uh, she was the best actress in the movie. That's not saying much. Exactly, but still, she was not as bad as others. And we have proof because. Her and Sally Richardson are in a scene together, just like Rock and Keenan were in a scene together. Protective, even. <coughs> you know, Shane used to have this little puppy, <laughs> little scraggly little thing he picked up from the gutter. He was always doing things like that. Problem with the thing is, it just kept shitting all over the house. I mean, I tried to train it, but it just kept shitting. Well, I put up with it for as long as I could until one day the little bitch snapped at me. Took it to the vet and put it to sleep. Them fighting words. Are you calling me a dog? Oh, so you want a box? Is that what it is? You want some of this? Hey, you know what? There ain't nothing to it but to do it. You know what I'm saying? All we gotta do is push this to the side. It's nothing but space and opportunity here. You know what I'm saying? Do you want some of this? Look, I don't have to deal with this shit. Well, then leave. There's a door. Leave. That's what I'm gonna do. Well, then get the Sally Richardson acts a lot like I would have thought Janet Jackson would act. She acts like Janet Jackson was acting in Poetic Justice, to be honest with you. Yeah, she's playing the sultry love interest. But you can That's still do that. And, but she could still do that and be better than this. Tell so, me one that didn't act like that. Robin Givens can act, but she acted just like that a lot. No, but in Boomerang, Robin Givens was dope. Like, her acting was on point. She flipped it on that nigga. Yeah, that's true. So Shame takes Luis to a nasty underground garage and asks where Mendoza is, and Luis doesn't tell him. So Shame's like, you can go. And it turns out that there's a white power skinhead meeting in the same building, and the entrance to it is the only one that's unlocked. So Luis walks on stage and gets chased and beat up, and then Luis runs away and gets chased by these uh, skinheads. But how did Shame know that that meeting was going on in that building? Because he had inside information. From who? The police. Why would the police know that there was a white power meeting happening in a nasty-ass underground garage? Because they keep track of that shit. Do you think they got a permit for it? Probably. It's not illegal. No, you're right. But I just, that was just like, okay. Shane coerces information for Luis because he's running in a panic. And then he tells the skinheads that Luis said the white man can kiss his ass. And the the skinheads catch up to Luis. And again, he should be dead. Maybe they just, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. Maybe they just wanted to send him a message. Send him a message, Luis. Just because, listen, the skinheads maybe didn't want to murder him. But they just wanted to beat up a brown person. Mm. Uh, okay. I'll walk with you on that path. So um, he then goes to Mendoza's club where Wayman sees him. And then Wayman dances while the crowd around him chants ableist slurs that were well accepted in the 90s and the early 2000s because the Black IPs literally made a song about it. That they never talk about anymore because when it was no longer accepted, they just switched back to the clean version of it, which is let's get it started. But the Black Eyed Peas original version of that was literally called Let's Get Retarded. 
Really? Yes. Wasn't there wasn't there one movie? Didn't we watch a movie where they actually used that word in context? Yeah. I remember us talking about this. I don't remember what movie it was. Uh, but we watched some what we watched some movie where they actually use that word in like its proper context. And I was I remember being like super shocked because like the first time I've heard it. It might have been Oz. Oh yeah, it might have been us. I think it might have been us. Yeah, because you know, with Cyril and everything. But I know that we didn't watch um Along Came Mary, something about Mary, uh, because of the way that they treated Mary's brother and the ableist slurs and whatnot. So this movie used it, that movie used it, and then they were like, it's not cool anymore, and they dropped it off for the most part. I haven't heard too much about it going forward. Which is growth, you know, it's cool. Um, Shame and Mendoza sit at a table and talk shit to one another and then draw guns on each other under the table as the power plays in the background. I got the power. <laughs> Mendoza takes his own girlfriend hostage and tells Shame that he will kill her. And Shame's like, I don't give a fuck. She wouldn't give me her number. Not all men, y'all. Not all men. A shootout occurs and Mendoza sees Wayman, who's calling Shame's name, and Mendoza shoots towards him and Shame dives and saves him. And Wayman thinks he got shot. <laughs> it isn't blood. It's just wine. But the way he was twitching, you know, the mind is powerful. And once again, Shame leaves right as the cops are arriving. Shame. <laughs> And the nominees for Best Actress in a Groovy Nightclub Drama, Miss Wayman Harrington. That was some excellent overacting. Right? The twitch in the whole nine yards. Just like... I laugh now. Shame comes back to Peach's place and finds out that Angela left and tells the lieutenant to put Peach in witness protection for the night. And I'm like, why? Why are we wasting resources like that? Why would they even come after Peaches? Because Peaches has nothing to do with this in the overall frame of Mendoza's mind. But the lieutenant did it. So Angela then goes to her secret storage facility and somehow Shame knows about it. And it's actually there when she reveals that she took the money that Mendoza had gotten and then turned him in. But how did he get into the storage facility without her seeing him? These are questions that I keep having. Um, Sonny says they need some insurance and goes straight to the safe house where he kills both the agents guarding Peaches and then he snatches her up. Um, and then Angela and Shame are in the hotel room and they talk and Shame explains to the audience that Mendoza smuggled $20 million in the coffin and then Angela took it and turned Mendoza in. Um, and then Shame and Angela laid down some R&B. That's some bad acting, of course. Um, and but in the midst of it, Mendoza calls and tells Shame that he has peaches and they could do an exchange somewhere safe. And now in the open with lots of people 
so he tells him to meet them at a shopping mall that's already closed because Mendoza's a dick. <laughs> I'm sure you want to meet somewhere safe where there's lots of people and and it's and and you could be seen and it's bright and it's outdoors. So meet me in my shopping mall that's already been closed down. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um. By the way, I want to make sure that the listeners know my pain. So you know. Here's the video of uh, Sally acting. Acting, I guess, is what we're going to call this. That's what you want to keep calling it, right? That she's she's acting. Nobody ever gave me shit. That part, you know, where she's talking with Shane. And That's he's very like, acting. You know, you got to let go of this I am in love with Sally Richardson thing. I'm not in love with Sally Richardson. I'm just not a hater. I'm not a hater either. But when she, I never next, said she was a good actor. I never said she wasn't bad. You make it seem like she's horrible. She is horrible. In a movie full of horrible acting, I couldn't tell the difference. They all was horrible to me. Jada was horrible. She wasn't good. She was playing a weird, like, oh, she was overacting this entire film. You don't think she was overacting? Yeah, but she was still doing like she was playing her part. Yeah, and so was Sally. Play the scene. I just feel like there's a way that you can be better at this. Like, yeah, I feel like I feel like Mendoza played an okay villain, and Rock played an excellent DEA agent, black cop. And Peaches played a wonderful hood version of a young lady. Even Kim Wayans played an excellent job of being the woman on the phone and the woman who found out she won $10,000. But then there's Keenan and there's Sally Richardson. And Keenan, you can't look away from because he's in the leading role. And Sally, you can't look away from because she's beautiful. Keenan playing the straight man. He's trying to. He's trying too hard to be a straight man. Yeah. Well, I guess there's no honor amongst thieves, right? You know, you can go straight to hell. In fact, all of you can go straight to hell. How dare you sit there and judge me? I've been on my own since I was 12 years old. Ain't nobody done shit for me. So I saw my chance. I took it. So tell me, what were you gonna do with the money? I don't know, shame. Travel, see the world. <laughs> Maybe start my own empire. Cleopatra. What? You told me when you were a young girl, you used to dream about being Cleopatra. You always did listen to me. Well, you never really stopped talking. You still make me laugh, too. You know, I never would have worked out between you and I. You never could have given me what I wanted. What was that? To be number one in your life. And how would you know that? You never gave me a chance. Maybe if she was with somebody better, as far as acting, she would have tried harder. You never gave me the chance. Right? Like, maybe. 
But these two together are just like not good. So uh, then they're getting down to some R&B music and Mendoza calls and says that um, we got Peaches. Come meet me. And Angela's like, forget about Peaches. And he's like, I can't. She's my friend. And so, you know, why not play this scene too? This money and get out of here. Look, I can't do that. She's my friend. Look, we'll call the cops. They can handle this. Mendoza would kill her. In time, you'll forget all about her. Stop it. Look, baby, we can take this money to an island, make love under the sun. Stop. Don't do this to me again. Stop it. Now, what part of this didn't you understand? I told you she's my friend. And I ain't selling out for you for money and definitely not for a fuck on the island, son. Now, you got a choice. You can trust me and help me put an end to this shit or take your chances on your own. You care about her that much? Yeah. Okay, Shane. Just promise me you're gonna smoke his ass. Like a motherfucking pack of cools. Like a motherfucking pack of cools. You know he thought that was just the dopest line in the world. I'm going to smoke him like a motherfucking pack of cools. Mm-hmm. That wasn't dope. <laughs> and the way that um, the way that Angela recovered when her trying to pull game on him, like, let's forget about her and have sex on the beach and all that kind of stuff. The way she recovered so quickly when it didn't work just shows that she's a cold-ass piece of work. And she didn't really love him. She was just trying to get out of a situation. She loved him. She just was hurt because he didn't love her no more. I don't understand that part either. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, uh, uh, a guy can't pull somebody like Sally Richardson but I'm like, when you pulled her, you had to have been driving around the Porsche. Yeah, and, and shaving and dressing nicely. I'm shocked that she yeah. doesn't know peaches. Oh, no. She probably just don't remember. I don't yeah. care. So they get to the mall and a team, well, Sonny and Mendoza get to the mall and a team of agents hop out of the van along with Sonny. And Sonny tells Mendoza that his guys are military trained and they will eat shame alive. If they're not out of the mall in 10 minutes, the agents will storm it. So that's them outside the mall. That's important because inside the mall, though, that's a whole lot of security guards. I mean, they're literally wearing security guard suits and everything. I thought they were working for Mendoza. I I don't know because they're wearing security guard suits. That's what I thought, but maybe I was confused. Like, okay, did you hire top top flight security of the world? Like, what exactly is this? Because those dudes had the the badges on their shoulders that said, basically, security guard. Yeah, but none of them security guards ever tried to do anything to Mendoza or his people. They only tried to do something. No, no, and there was a part where they came in a sports chalet. We'll take you to the limit. But there's a point where they all came in there, and yeah, they were all ready to draw down on shame so it's clear that he hired them but you hired a bunch of security guards to do this like not mercenaries not swat 
I feel like they were just dressed like this so they fit in. They know where the mall's closed. The mall. The mall is closed. But if somebody drive by and you see a dude dressed like security, you're gonna be like, oh, he's security for the mall. All right, cool. Or when people come in in the morning and they there, oh yeah, you you know, you're security for the mall. Okay. Yeah. So um They get there to do the switch. Sonny is like, I I tried to get everybody to come work with Mendoza with me, but they said they wouldn't go unless you went, Shame. So I killed them all. Um, then Shame turns around to face Angela, who's standing at the top of the, who's standing on the second floor with him. Uh, Mendoza, Sonny, and Peach are on the ground floor. I don't know how in two seconds they exchanged they they grabbed the mannequin and put it on the escalator and nobody saw it happen. I don't know how that worked out, but I can I could immediately tell that it wasn't Angela. Like as soon as it started going down the escalator and they had it from an angle, I was like, that's not Angela. That's a that's a mannequin. That's because you've seen the movie before. But how in two seconds did this guy turn around? pick up the mannequin. He had to place the mannequin on the stairs. It ain't walking. How didn't they see that? They're looking no, the at him stairs, the time. The stairs weren't moving. No, but he had to place the mannequin on the escalator. How didn't they see that? They probably just won't. No. They're staring mm-hmm. at him. They got guns drawn on him. How didn't they see that? That's a good point. It was this, slick. this ain't like that. This ain't like that classic movie from the 80s mannequin where the mannequin comes to life when nobody's looking at it and it starts walking. That was a great comedy love story. It was dark over there. That's why you couldn't see her face. It was dark. Not that dark. Maybe, maybe Angela was there and she pushed the mannequin from the shadows onto the steps and then dipped out and went downstairs to hide. It's a rock founder. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say. It's a bad I, move. I, I don't know. But Peaches sees that there's a gun on the mannequin. And um, Shame is like, Peaches, I hope you're as good as you say you are. Peaches grabs the gun that's attached to the mannequin and starts shooting. Uh, Shame tells Peach to go to the car. She tells him that she loves him. And he says, I love you too, despite the fact that he was just about to fuck Angela and tried to fuck Wayman before he knew Wayman was a man and tried to holler at Mendoza's girlfriend. Yeah, I love you too. Mm-hmm. Agents start rappelling through a glass ceiling at a mall and start shooting at Shame. So he runs up to another security guard and knocks him out and then goes into the sports chalet. Um, and gets into a good shooting position before he realized that he just so happens to be in the section with the propane and the propane accessories and the lighter fluid because he was in the barbecue section. So he opens up the nozzles on all the propane because one of the security guards says, don't shoot in here. You'll blow everything up. Uh, he punctures all the lighter fluids. He opens the nozzle on all the propane. And then he grabs a bungee cord that cost $495 back then. Like, God damn. And he grabs a container of tennis balls and he pours some lighter fluid into the tennis ball container and lights them on fire. And they become fireballs and shoot out of the container. That was cool. Yeah. And it's a real thing like that will really happen. Like people have said, here's how you make cannons that'll shoot a tennis ball 50 feet. And I was like, damn. 
So he blows up the cool. sports chalet with people in it, and Bungie jumps over the rail. And this whole scene was dope to me, especially when I was younger. But now it's still, you know, cool. There's a guy with an AK right below him, and he takes the gun out of his hands and shoots him as he boings back up. And then Shane detached himself and takes off running, uh, runs past Luis, and Luis sticks some Rottweilers on him. And Shane remembers about the James Brown singing thing and sings to the dogs and turns the Rottweilers into his Paw Patrol. Um, and then he turns around. Luis is like, why aren't y'all attacking? Attack, attack. And he drops a bunch of trash on Luis that happens to be 100% meat. And the dogs turn on Luis and tear him <laughs> up. It was all food. Like, it was all meat. There was no other trash. Uh, Mendoza's looking for peaches, but she's dressed up like a baby in a display section. So he goes right past her. And How then small is she that she can fit in that crib? Tiny. In real life, tiny. Jada's five feet tall. Damn. And so she's hiding out in that baby crib, and he goes right past her. And then Sonny sees Angela with the money and is prepared to shoot her. But then he then she stands in her Catwoman stance, and the hold music starts playing again, and Sonny's alert, and she starts to take off her coat to reveal her bra and starts rubbing on her nipples and her titties, and he wonders, what is it about you that drives men crazy? And she's like... It's right there in front of you, nigga. He, she's like, I don't know, but you're welcome to come find out for yourself. And he's like, nah, you nectar, but you poison. And so she shoots him and says... How do you feel about yourself now, you stupid motherfucker? You could have had some pussy. Yep, he fucked up. So Sonny dies knowing that he could have had some pussy. <laughs> he probably would have died afterwards, but at least he would have had some pussy. I mean, he, he wouldn't have got the pussy because she had the gun in, in the bra strap. So she's lying. She's just talking no, shit. She, maybe the gun was the last mm-hmm. resort. See, you see, you didn't think about that, did you? No, nah, I think it was a first resort because what she gonna lay on her back with a gun strapped to her bra? Who says she had to be on the bottom? You could have been on top. Yeah, okay. So Peach gets caught by Mendoza, who then fights Shame, and Shame gets beat up. Then he comes back because you know he's the hero and beats up Mendoza and arrests him. But Angela shoots Mendoza because she doesn't want to give up the money. Plus, she doesn't want to be second. So then Peaches beats Angela's ass and Angela gets arrested and the lieutenant is yelling to Shame about all the destruction that he caused. And Shame reminds him of all the great stuff he just fucking did. And the lieutenant is like, just go. Also, Shame tells the lieutenant that they recovered $15 million in drug money when there was actually $20 million, And I respect that. Mm-hmm. Take your cut. You earned right. it. Right? Shane kisses Peach, so then she doesn't tell. And R. Kelly plays in the background, and that's literally the perfect ending to this movie, because I used to love this movie, and I used to love Kells, but now both are bonafide pieces of shit, and I hope I never see either one of them again. And Shane being the sex symbol in this movie to not one, but two beautiful women is something that only a man would have written. The end. The what? The sex symbol. What's sex symbol? He's a he, she. Sally Richardson was willing to risk it all for him, and Peaches held a torch for that nigga throughout the entire movie. Yeah, Keenan. You know, Keenan was a sex symbol. Don't don't try to show his bald headed ass short. Mm. Even when he was scruffy as shit, even when he was scruffy as shit, Peaches was still like, you know what? I'll I'll do everything. 
Because you're discriminating wrote against the bald man. I see what you're doing. Yeah, bald man, bald on bald crime. I see what you're doing. So, Brandon, who's the MVP of the movie? Um, say it. Say it was Jada. Say it was Jada. Go ahead. Or Rock. Those yeah. are your two options. It wasn't Jada. It was probably Rock. Okay. I like, actually, it was Jada. You know what? I do like Peaches. Peaches was dope in this movie. And she let her accent slip through a few times. <laughs> yeah, I think Jada was also the uh, MVP of this movie. Um, I just, it showed me why every other movie that Keenan is in that I saw, he is made sure, he has made sure to surround himself with other more credible actors. And he keeps his lines short. Even when he did um, Don't Be a Menace and he popped up at the end to say message. He was good at that. Yeah. Keep it short. Yeah. So the next one we got up on the list is a Robert Townsend classic, Hollywood Shuffle. Definitely looking forward to seeing this again. <sighs> Brandy, you got anything coming up? No. Nah. Me neither. Thank y'all so much for listening. You can uh, hit Brandon up on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-O-K. I'm on Twitter at Rashani, and the show is on Twitter at Hindsight Reviews, R-E-V-U-E-S. You can email the show at Hindsight Movie Reviews. Again, that's R-E-V-U-E-S at gmail.com. Um, and you can send a voicemail to the show at 916-633-1537. You can leave a review for the show on Spotify by just hitting the button underneath the show that uh, has five stars and you just add to the list, just another five stars. Literally takes about 13 seconds. Uh, on Podchaser, you can leave a review, copy and paste that in the Apple Podcast, and then copy and paste that in the Good Pods app. And Thank you so much, everybody who's leaving reviews. We greatly appreciate them all. Um, you, can, you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app, there's a tip jar. And all money goes towards buying movies for this show and buying books for Ratchet Book Club and buying shows for um, our TV review show, which right now is on Cocaine Cougars. I think that's about it. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'll holler at you later. Peace. for hindsight is coffee by cambo smith and it's from the free music archive this is single simulcast